My rabbi, it seems strange to say that, seeing that I'm not Jewish at all, but my rabbi, Lisa Goldstein, is a person I served with as campus ministers at the University of California, San Diego, and um, we met at a restaurant after the death of my father and after my best friend. It was a hard year, and she said to me that she had read this book recently where someone said that death was like picking a hair out of a glass of milk, that it was just that easy and just that gross. And I found that to be an accurate description. The thing about death, though, is it is certain, and life is short, and death is certain, and we are all headed in that direction. And we are the better for it if we face it. And so we light our candles today in order to do that, to honor the grief and to honor the pain, to honor the loss, to honor the life that was lived. Starhawk is an author, activist, and a prominent voice in permaculture and earth-based spirituality. She recently wrote about Halloween. Now, I know that for Starhawk, she cleaned it up because I know what she celebrates is Samhain. But she wrote, the real message of Halloween is not about spooks and tricks. It is a festival that marks the turning of the year, the end of the harvest, the beginning of the new year. Endings are beginnings. Death brings regeneration, a lesson every organic gardener knows. There is no fertility without decay. At these liminal times when one phase shifts into another, the veils between life and death are thin. Our beloved dead, our ancestors, are close to us. Death does not sever the cords of relationship, and love extends through all the worlds. Here, we have built our altar to hold our memories, and we've lighted our candles to honor the ancestors, both blood and spiritual. Many cultures do this the world round, honor the ancestors, those who came before them, who connected with the land and the earth, who tended the fires of survival. We have brought our hearts to this place to call their names and remember our people. In a perfect world, ancestors leave us with the gifts of their lives. We want to live up to their expectations and to carry out the best of who they were and who we are because of them, the way that their lives have shaped our own. In a perfect world, which we don't have, but we do honor them and learn from them. We learn how to be resilient 
if we choose to, look. How to resist hopelessness and despair. If we are lucky, we understand ourselves better because we knew them. And we understand that we are in a long line of those who have gone before us. And that we are part of the line that is yet to be. Linda Hogan is the writer of what I quoted earlier. She is the Chickasaw Nation, the current Chickasaw Nation's writer in residence. Suddenly, all my ancestors are behind me. Be still, they say. Watch and listen. You are the result of the love of thousands. Think about that for a moment. You are the result of the love of thousands. Who loved you into being here? People you never knew made it possible for you to be here today. And you, somewhere in this time-space continuum, are making it possible for others to be here. Someday you will be the ancestor. Someday candles will be lighted for you. If not on this altar, then on some altar in some heart. Recently, I've been reading about trauma, about what we inherit, about how it lives in us, in our bodies and in our psyches and our cellular memory. Not just the trauma that happens to us, but the trauma that happened to our ancestors and how that can be carried from generation to generation. Sometimes what is handed down to us is not all sweetness and light. We must acknowledge that sometimes there is harm. Relationships with parents and grandparents, with other relatives, and even with the family of our choosing, those relationships are complicated. When I studied holistic health, the focus of the work was almost always about healing the body, the mind, the emotions, and the spirit if need be. What I learned is that anywhere along, one person can choose to do it differently. And in making the choice to do it differently, heals not only themselves, but the past and the future as well. This may be as easy as deciding to be the one to heal ancestral trauma, or even your own life trauma. The thing is, we may have to work for it. Therapy, tears, long walks, long naps, depression, art. Finding yourself suddenly in a spiritual wilderness, not necessarily even of your own making. Stumbling around, searching for what is true, questioning everything. Creating rituals like we have done today. Finding grace, and most of all, being willing to change. Suddenly all my ancestors are behind me. Be still, they say. Watch and listen. You are the result of the love of thousands. And in this case, it makes us responsible for the love of thousands, responsible for healing the trauma and the harm. It only takes one person, one generation, to do it differently to interrupt the cycle, to make a difference. 
Some in the generations before us have chosen to do it differently, to be different parents to their children, to see the world in a new and different way. Many have chosen survival and resilience and resistance to evil. And now it is our turn. In these days when the rhetoric of separation and otherness and hate seem to be winning, we must be that force for community and courage, for resistance and resilience and change. It doesn't even have to be strong or powerful. It can be something as simple as just showing up for something or being a good parent or praying or making a different choice. I am, said our call to worship. I exist. I am, we are. We exist. We are here, willing to be seen and loved and willing to offer that same gift to others, to survive and thrive and to show others, our children and our children's children, how to be in this world, how to love this world and to love each other and to remember that the ancestors always are with us. If this is a new concept to you, I invite you into deep contemplation of this idea. Take this idea home. Let it marinate. Create your own altar. And if you can't find the ancestors, then invite them to find you. Pay attention to how that may show up. Alice Walker writes, Ancestors never sleep and always seem to know what they're doing. How is this possible? I ask myself. Sometimes I am weary enough to expire. What a relief, I will think. No more obsessing about this madness, whatever it might be this year or even this century. But ancestors merely yawn and send me off for a nap. Not only is life not over, they sniff, It has barely begun for you. There are eternities waiting just beyond the next bad movie you fear you'll be starring in. Go to sleep. Rest your brain. Rest your heart. Rest your eyes and all your thoughts. We have been with you from the beginning, which didn't exist, and we will be with you until that moment of non-existence swings around again. You are attempting to carry the suffering that is all around you, but your back is bending. Let us bear it for you, knowing as we do that it is only a difficult turn on a never-ending journey of dissolving and becoming and dissolving again and becoming once more, forever and ever, on and on. Save despair, our beloved sweet cakes, for a couple of eons later. Starhawk says, We say that the ancestors, 
The great powers of healing and resilience want to help us, but they need to be asked. So today we ask, we need help, maybe as never before. Tell their stories. Pass on to the family tales, pass on the family tales to the children so that they continue. What is remembered lives. Ask for the help we need to leave a viable world for the next generation. Consider that you are the ancestor of the future. Whether you have biological descendants or not, your actions now will determine what future generations inherit. What will you do to help them to leave a just, thriving, and beautiful world for those who will come? Our actions, our care, and commitment are the offering we make to our ancestors and to the descendants to come. Starhawk. It may seem that if, any, if there was ever a time to despair, that this is it. But it would dishonor those who have come before us to do that. Let us honor the ancestors by being open and willing to be willing to change to meet the demands of today's world, to hold fast to love, to risk joy 